What's up, guys? Welcome back to Let's Grab a Bite. Um, what up, what up? Today we have a very special guest. The most special guest. Yeah, this one, uh, it's a miracle we got this guest. Dude, this guest is such a legend for coming and hanging and talking with us. Yeah. Um, and we're super, super stoked to hear. Um, yeah. Um, today on him. Let's Grab a Bite, we have lead singer of the band valley rob laska you yeah um we had a super dope conversation with him um longest com- longest podcast i think we have we got like an hour and 40 minutes or something like that yeah it's a pretty long podcast so but it's all so good it is 100 percent gold so i really recommend listening to it so 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 all the way through um also guys sucks to see you doing better valley's new ep is out now so go listen to it so yeah Sit back, relax, and enjoy an amazing conversation with Lead Singer Valley, Rob Laska. Come on. And shout out to Garrett Sadoff for making this sweet intro. Enjoy, guys. Let's grab a bite. Sorry, the question was, what was my favorite breakfast food? Yeah, or like, what are you, mm. what are you having? Um, well, right now I'm actually waiting for it to finish, but I, I'm having like a toaster strudel. It's just like a classic oh, yes. strudel. I, you know, what's really bad is like, I am more of a, a sugary breakfast person than I should be. Like I'm so like sugar in the morning, which is horrible. Cause like it doesn't set me up for my day. Right. But, um, I love, I'm a, I'm a sweet guy in the morning, but, uh, oh, yes. if I'm like being healthy, I'll always do like an egg scramble. Gordon Ramsay taught me how to make the best scrambled eggs. So I'm, oh, just, wow. I'm just going with that. You got to dice up some uh, some green onions, some creme fraiche. You got to cook them in a pot mm-hmm. very slow. Uh, add some cheese and you're, and you're on your way to some gourmet eggs. What about you guys? What are you eating right now? What's that? I've got these uh, these dunkers from Trader Yo, Joe's. There you go. See, you're Talking you're on my non- sweets vibe. <laughs> non healthy breakfast items. <laughs> Yo, but yeah, that's the best. dude, I'm I'm in the same boat. Like sugar cereal, pop tarts, anything that's not healthy for you is like, yeah, you know, whatever. I think it goes back to being it. a kid too, because like, I mean, my parents were pretty strict in terms of like food when I was growing up, but like. You always got that one treat or like that one thing that you can like swindle to put in the grocery cart. Oh, yeah. uh, But yeah, I think it's just as a kid, I would make tantrums about not having cereals or whatever and sugary cereals. Oh, yeah. I love it. My mom was like always on like, I don't know if you know what Weight Watchers is. It's like a. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like my whole life. like It's like a classic American institution. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I was like, it, it was staple. always like diet yeah. soda. No, not in a bad healthy way. Healthy food like... in the house. So I mean, uh, yeah, apple yeah. slices for breakfast. Dude, that's what it's all about. And honestly, the best thing you could do is like, um, apple slices with like melted caramel or Nutella. Um, that's fine. Oh, you know, or peanut butter, just, just a little bit of peanut butter and you're, you're rolling, man. That's like healthier oh and arguably tastier than most things oh yeah we were just saying that yeah that's uh, funny yeah jeremiah doesn't like green apples and i i I thought that was kind of interesting really i'm a red apple reddish yellow you know like green apples that's the go-to green's like i feel that well Uh they're they're like really sour i get it like they're very um uh yeah they just have that like 
sour candy feel, which like oh, it, yeah. it makes your mouth kind of a little, uh, little interesting. Oh yeah, de- I definitely feel like numb after eating like a, a green apple. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So you, you rolling with a tea too? Are you like a tea guy over a coffee guy? Yeah, I'm tea. I'm I'm t- team tea. I like coffee. I just find I get like jittery, like especially when I have to like hunker down and do work or something. I uh, I can't focus as much when I have coffee. I get kind of like anxious and stuff. And like oh, it's yeah. not good for me, like my bowels. I think like I think I just get stomach aches and like I'm like nah. Yeah. But uh, tea tea does the same thing without the baggage of like all those things that coffee does. So. I'm like yeah. tea all the way. I like honey and like, it's better for my voice. Like I'm singing a lot on tour. Oh yeah. When we tour and like in the studio even, I just like need um, a tea is the better move. Oh yeah. But, but yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. My family. This is great guys. I didn't think I'd be talking about apples at 10, 14 in the morning. This Dude, is perfect. Heck yes. I, I, these are the conversations I need. We're real. like the most casual, just yeah, this like going to feel like the least interview ever. Like this isn't, this is the- <laughs> that's what I need guys. I, I always talk about the same things over and over again. Sometimes it feels like, yeah. So, first question. How did you come up with the name Valley? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. do it. No, we'll uh, definitely like avoid the most generic questions in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's just get freaking started on your life. Um, so you, we're born and raised in Toronto, right? Yep. Yeah, just outside Toronto. We just say Toronto because it's like saying, um, you know, yeah. I'm from I'm from You're whatever. Small town. Yeah, we exactly. always say we're from the LA, even though we're like an hour from LA. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about. The city we live yeah. in is like it's called Rancho Cucamonga, but if you ever lead with that, then everyone's like, <laughs> right? Yeah, no one's <laughs> ever heard of it. Um, so yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, it's like yeah, I have friends from Pasadena, and they'll just say LA because yeah, it yeah, it's sense. pretty much the same thing. Um, yeah. So like in school and growing up, were you like always kind of interested in music, or was that something that came later in life? Oh, good question. Um, I think for a while music wasn't on the table like my parents um grew up doing like they always had some form of like creative expression going on in their lives so my mom uh sang in a choir and stuff and she kind of got was um raised in like a more church environment so she like took me to like choir and like all these things that you do um, and that, that started me like kind of just singing and as a kid, like I think like three years old, I was already singing in like groups and stuff. So that was cool. And then my dad on the other side did like comedy and stuff. Like he was in comedy groups and he would do comedy writing. So I got a nice balance of like, Hey, you can, um, you know, you can have a job and we're pretty blue collar family. So like you can still have a job and like do things on the weekends that make you feel good, like enjoying things and whatever. So I got that kind of energy from them. And then from that, I like got into music in high school. I started, a, you know, a bunch of different bands and I started playing around at like the the local YMCA was like a venue. So we would like host shows there and that's kind of all started. And then, yeah, but it wasn't until like high school, like I was doing a bunch of different things in between, like being three years old and then like a teenager. Um, I like got into like magic for a while. I like wanted to be a magician and then I wanted to oh, be like so a million cool. different things like uh, I was always doing something like creative, whether it was like, yeah, drama, like I was doing theater for a while. So there was never um, a particular path. But I think I realized after like writing my first few songs, I was like, this makes sense for me. 
So that's how it happened. But it was very like gradual. I'm very blessed to have like parents that were uh, very just kind of like freeing with their uh, like raising me and my sister. Like they didn't put any roadblocks on any path or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they they left things open to me and my sister, which is amazing because uh, I know a lot of kids don't get that growing up. A lot of them is like, hey, this is what we did. This is what you should do. And and yeah. I think that sucks, especially nowadays, like with the Internet and everything. It's changed so much like you can. I feel like kids are influenced in different ways, bad and good, but like to to really like question what they actually are meant to be doing. And I think it's important. Even when we grew up, like what, what like what year are you guys? When were you like when were you born? I'm 22. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like we're kind of in the same bracket of like the way we were raised is so different. Um, yeah, I just feel like there's a lot more questioning, but a lot more good comes out of it. So that's the long answer of uh of how it that's cool. how it started. No, I definitely agree with that. Like I mean my parents are kind of the same way where they're like, hey, you know, like you know, you don't have to do school or have to get a job, but like you you know, like picking one or the other and you you know, like kind of setting guidelines and at mm-hmm. the same time, you know, like Yeah. I think that's a that's something that we're definitely really blessed to have. Yeah. Cool. And um growing up my dad is um a camera operator on like sitcom TV shows. And wow, and that's so cool. So now, like, fast forward 20 years later, like, I'm a full time, like, videographer. So mm-hmm. it's definitely like you see, you see things like your parents do, and you kind of like, like, at the time, you don't realize it, but you're like, oh, I could probably, like, do that and kind of get inspired a little bit. But it's not always the case, but that's cool. Yeah, my I'm mom totally- is in a band, like, up until she was 14, like her, her family like toured the country, like in a Christian band. No way. And so she like lived in wow. a, she lived in a bus until she was like 14, just like singing her whole life. <laughs> that's so, incredible. Yeah. That's what yeah, I'm talking about. That. Like it's, it's, that's so crazy to me. Like I can't even imagine like if, you, if that was my mom, I would like ask so many questions. Like that would be so insane. Like it's such a like, oh. Such a flex, yeah. Parent flex. She like didn't. She. <laughs> it's amazing. She didn't stay to school for more than like six months. Like she like had a really hard time like making friends and stuff and like I see, it was yeah. like obviously a hard experience for like a six year old like not understanding like wait why can't I hang with my friend tomorrow like oh we're moving to Alabama, like, right? <laughs> that's just a crazy oh, wow. concept. Yeah. Also another thing <laughs> just to add about like the difference between America and Canada in that sense. Oh, yeah. like, I find we talk about this a lot. Like everyone moves so much in America. I don't know if like a lot of your friends have moved a million times. Like in Canada, like you stay, like I grew up in Toronto in the suburbs yeah. and I, and I've been here ever since. And like, I may, I'm going to maybe move to LA next year because of the band and like stuff starting to happen. And like, we need to be in LA, but like you just don't leave. But like, we talk to fans and stuff after shows in America and they're like, yeah, so like I, I lived in Tennessee, but then I moved to uh, Georgia and then from Georgia, we went to Florida and now I'm in Phoenix. Like it's so mm. common for people to move around a lot. And I guess that's because the states are close, like it's closer together. You can kind of like go more directions in Canada, like to get anywhere to get to a new province. It's like minimum like eight hours, nine hours. <laughs> like it's crazy. So is it like, is it not common for people to like, go to school like out in other provinces because mm-hmm. i feel like that's kind of where it starts you know people go to True. school like, across the country or something and that's, that's actually a good they, point like, 
Yeah, I guess I guess no here because it's harder to like move away from home because of the distance. So you could like live in Tennessee and go to school in Georgia and that's not a big deal. You can come home on weekends, yeah, you know what I mean? Common. Like if you want to see your family. But uh but here it's like most people stay in the province cuz it's so big. Like I could go to school in uh in this town called Kingston or whatever that's near Toronto, but it's still like a few hours like it just feels more distant but i guess a lot of people stay in ontario um for whatever reason but yeah canada is huge it's just very spaced um so that's that's one thing i did notice but i guess you guys have been in california your whole lives yeah born and raised here cool yep very yeah cool. like kind of like the same thing with we're all similar in that aspect. yeah like california is like really big where like people who aren't familiar with california like oh i'm driving to san francisco they're like, oh, like, right. oh, like, I'll text you in like an hour when you get there, and be like, oh no, like yeah. I'll text you in like eight hours, <laughs> like, yeah, so good. yeah, so, it's so yeah, true. it's super common. Like, um, most of my friends have like moved away or have moved to California from somewhere else, and like, it's rare that you find someone that's like born and raised in California because most people from California, like, everyone comes to California. Um, of so course, it's like, yeah. That's the thing. California is like, I forget what they call it, but it's like no one from California is from California. Right, yeah. It's like, definitely. Every, it's all yeah. the music people <laughs> from Sweden and it's all like the producers from New York and it's 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 like a yeah. massive combination of every possible country and stuff. Yeah. But that's what I love about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, yeah, California is crazy. So, so were you like 100% set on music like in high school and after graduation or was there like a plan B, like a backup plan? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so the way the story goes, I'll I'll give you uh, the Sparknotes version. So, I uh, so me and Alex, who's in the band, who plays bass and does tech stuff for us, and overall amazing human. He, me and him went to high school together, and then Kara, who plays drums and sings, and Mike, who does guitar and is our producer, he, um, he went to school with Kara. So. Me and Alex had a project and we were kind of like ending high school and we had a band and stuff and that fell apart because everyone was going to school. So we just took a year off and then Mike and Kara were also in a, like a duo kind of cover band situation. Very classic like high school YouTube thing. And just we different uh, schools like near Toronto? What's that? Yeah, we're one city apart. So it was kind of crazy. And we ended up getting double booked at a studio uh, at the same time so that's kind of how how we met it was very random and like very lucky that just that happened to happen and uh and from that we like basically were both on like years off from school so we decided to like form the band then when we heard each other's music we're like we should just like put this together and start a band and that's how it started so that was right after high school on my first year off I took a year off with Alex and from there we we decided to go to college with Mike so like Pretty much all of Valley went to college except Kara, the same college. <laughs> and it was a place called Metalworks, which is a producer and um, engineering and like writing, songwriting schools. Very much like a, it's like a mini Berkeley of Canada, oh, yeah. maybe I could call it. So, but it focuses a lot on like production and engineering and like the technical side of music, but also like songwriting and being a good, you know, a music business as well. And, and law, there's a bunch of stuff. So we did that. Mike was the only one that finished. And then me and Alex dropped out because the band started taking off. So not a very, um, like 
it all kind of happened so quickly that we weren't realizing what was happening in the sense of like, we went to college, we paid, you know, tons of money in tuition. And like, we basically the band started becoming somewhat successful. And we were seeing um, that this could be a career for us. So we had to drop out. So it's definitely that was a, a peak in our career. Where we were like, man, this is scary because like our parents were like, oh, my gosh, you're going to drop out now. Like you just spent so much money and you've spent so much time um, working towards this. And, you know, we basically, yeah, we've got like a record deal from Universal and all this stuff started happening. We got a tour offer across Canada and we're like, if there's any time to leave, it's now. So we ended up dropping out and that was crazy. And Kara dropped out too. Uh, Mike was the only one that finished uh, because he started a little bit earlier than us, but we just had to kind of take a, take a risk, take a shot. And it, I think it worked out, but it was definitely, yeah. Talking about like, kind of like how it all started. That's a big po point is just dropping out of college, which, um, you know, it almost feels like a lot of people do it nowadays. Like so many artists and songwriters I talk to, like none of them finished school. So I guess it's a good thing that we dropped out. It must've been a good sign. I feel like if we finished maybe, things wouldn't be going as well. I don't know. But um, it was definitely scary at the time. But uh, yeah, that that was the big I think that was the big realization that we were like going to do this and we were meant to do this is all this stuff was happening. And even all our teachers and stuff were like and my prof was just like, yo, you should drop out and do this. Like everything you're learning about in school mm -hmm. right now is happening to you in real life. Like I would like go to class on like record labels while I was talking to a major record label. Right, yeah. So it was like, it seemed like contradicting. Yeah. So I was like, I think I'm just gonna do this. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, again, the long winded spark notes version. Yeah, like um, I went to film school for one semester and like I was, Amazing. I was like, I was thinking to myself, like I'm paying thousands of dollars to like learn this stuff. And like, I, like, I hate saying this, but I, I knew a lot of the stuff that they were teaching, like, cause I grew up going to set with my dad, like once a week. Right. So I was like, I'd rather get paid to do this stuff than to pay thousands of dollars. So I dropped that after one semester. That is so cool. And like my dad was super supportive cause he didn't go to college either. So that's like, that was just yeah. kind of like my like inspiration. Like, like you don't have to go to college for that stuff, but like my mom's a nurse and she like, has like a master's so it's like hard to right it was like a weird balance between my parents when I was dropping out of course was it was it kind of like your parents were really supportive or were they kind of hesitant to let you drop out or were you in complete control um yeah I mean it was definitely one of those things I mean a background on me so my parents both immigrated from Europe so they grew up in uh my mom and dad grew up in in Poland so it's very much um you know Poland was a uh, com like very much under like Russian uh brigade and like communism for a long time so they came from literally like not a lot um so they had wow. to I think growing up they they felt a lot of um pressure to like get out of there and beat it so once they like immigrated into Canada, which was this whole big, like, we're going to the Western world where there's opportunity and money and change. I think half of their mindset was like, we're going to give our kids the best life because we didn't have it. So like, of course, they wanted us to get great jobs and do all these things. And I think at the beginning, there was a little bit of that kind of wrestling with them. 
Um, which is fair because like when they grew up on food stamps and like no money. So it's like, I don't want my kid now that we came to Canada. I want him to kind of like prosper and get a job that he can support himself. But I think as time went on, a little bit of that like mentality shifted when they saw that I was happy doing certain things. And they're like, of course, we can, you know, allow you to do anything you want to do. So yeah, there was a few of those conversations. It was tough at first. And I, I felt bad because like as a child, too, you're like, man, you you gave up all this stuff in Europe for us to come here. So you want to make them happy. But at the end of the day, I know it sounds like crazy to think, but like me and my sister and like we're, we're going to be here longer than them. And we have to make sure that we're happy, too, because, you know, um, I love my parents to death. But, you know, I have to be on this planet a little longer than them now. So I want to make sure, you know, I'm doing something that I really, really enjoy. So, yeah, they're amazing. I, You know, anyone that is blessed to have like parents that can kind of guide them, but also let them do whatever is like I, I consider so lucky because like I'm sure you guys have friends that just like didn't have that support. And it's like so much harder. Like I'm I'm almost more not more impressed but I'm like more like blown away when I, when someone kind of like makes it or does what they're meant to do without that support. I'm like, man, you had to break through so many more walls, um, not having your parents or family on your side to, to, to make it, to do your thing. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you've mentioned like a yeah. bunch of people that you've kind of looked up to like music wise, like you said like Beach Boys, yeah. Fleetwood Mac, like Coldplay. Yeah, man. Who, Hell yeah. Was there like one person in particular where like, I want to be this person or like, is was there anyone's life you're trying to replicate or like looking like, oh, this is how they started, like, and kind of going that way or is it kind of just doing it on your own? Yeah. Um, I think, honestly, you mentioned Coldplay. I think I look up to Chris Martin a lot, I think. Um, the more and more I realize what kind of, uh, you know, it's not that I'm trying to be anybody. I mean, I'm I'm just Rob, but but I I like the way he has handled his career. I think it's he's proven that you could be literally one of the biggest bands in the world and sell out, you know, more arenas than even like current popular bands. Like when you think of bands, like I think of like the 1975 and the Killers and all these bands, but like Coldplay, you have to remember has like lived longer than those bands in terms of generations. Like my parents like know who Coldplay is, you know what I mean? Like it goes so much further yeah. than it's current popular bands. So I think just the way they've handled kind of growing out their career is important. And Chris is like legit the most humble dude. And just the way he expresses himself about like life, his music, he's also kind of guarded in the sense where like he doesn't give too much away and he can still kind of live his life um, and he came from a similar background. I mean, he, he went to like a all boys, like British school that was like very heavily conservative. And he had to go through all these like life things. And like he learned that he could write songs and kind of like escaped that world and like found his own like being. And I don't know, it, it just his whole story. If you watch mm. the Coldplay doc, it's really inspiring to see how he um, how he just kind of like became who he is. And he's I feel like as much of a goofball as he is he you can see that he's just like this like oh like he's just his dad to yeah. me. like you know what i mean he feels like the, the coolest dad ever um and he just like i feel like he hasn't aged like in terms of his personality or his taste and they keep dropping really cool music and like i don't know yeah generational is a, is a good word you said um i think it's just like mm. i look up to people that can be timeless that can like 
influence more than one generation because that's that's like that just means they're being true to themselves and it carries over the test of time. So um, I would say Chris Martin Coldplay is a big one. Yeah, I keep um, telling just such uh, a special group. I keep telling Jeremiah to watch the documentary because it's like the like, so, so good. They like record um, they yeah. record themselves from like day one. They're like, yeah, we're gonna be the yeah, biggest band incredible. in the world, and like it's so cool to see and the whole journey. Happened. Like. They yeah, really spoken. And of you existence. know that's not like cocky or pretentious. I know when I saw that clip, I'm like, man, he truly believed it and worked every yeah. single day to achieve that. Like that's not, and they did it. Like you can't deny that clip. You're like, yeah, you yeah. did it. You're literally one of the biggest bands in the world. So. Yeah, when you make a statement yeah. that bold, hugely like, inspiring. It's like you gotta you do feel it. Feel like so like such a failure if you didn't because you like had that much yeah. confidence. Like there's no other option to this than to succeed at that yeah. point exactly um yeah i think every artist whether it's a music maker or songwriter or producer whatever should watch that um just just to kind of feel inspired it's really great i just started Mm. watching um this is pretty old but there's a documentary on youtube and it's on on the making of the social network oh wow i don't know if you guys are familiar Mm. i think that movie is really like fantastic i i love watching that movie um but how they made it is pretty incredible. They they th- similar to Coldplay, they filmed like everything on set, so you get to see like a lot of really like heated moments and very like stressful moments on, and just kind of see how it works. Which was it's very real. cool. Like that's stuff that you probably like you know when you guys were on tour, you you know probably encounter a little bit of. And, oh you know, yeah, like hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the director of that movie was like Dang. super like obsessed with like how much time he can fit like scenes and like yeah. he would have a stopwatch <laughs> and be like you need to say this line in three seconds or less yeah. and like it's so crazy the environment Insane. like it's, it's unlike any other directing i've seen it's really unique yeah um, really incredible i love watching stuff like that i mean you said you grew up like going on sets like that's my dream i would love to be a fly on the wall on like you know my favorite movies. Yeah, it was interesting, so like crazy going to set and seeing them like do so many takes. I'm like, like the first one was perfect. I don't know why they're like, <laughs> and then like going home and and twenty seven like, later a few weeks seeing it on TV. I'm like, that's what that looks like, like behind the scenes. And it, like I was just like obsessed right. with that. Like, like there's so much that goes into it than just like hitting record. There's like so many people, like mm. all these jobs that go into it that no one really thinks about when you're just watching like a family eat dinner on TV. So, yeah. Um, when you were first kind of like forming the band with uh, the two duos, I'm, I'm sure you guys had different sounds. Was it hard to kind of merge them and make one sound or was it kind of seamless? Yeah, um, at first I think it maybe, I mean, at first we were blown away by each other's music because we were, you know, pretty young, so when we like played each other music on like in the studio, it was very much like Kara and Mike were doing like singer songwriter and it was like covers and also just like, also kind of doing a bunch of different genres. Like Kara and Mike grew up writing country, but they also grew up writing like pop music. They grew up writing um, anything in far in between. Like we don't really genreify music anymore, but me and Alex were doing like kind of like rock pop, whatever. So um we at first we were like yeah this might be interesting but i think we were seeing the potential in each other's like strengths so like 
me and Alex, uh, we were working on a lot of, yeah, like kind of more alternative leaning music. And then like Kara and Mike had a lot of pop sensibility. So it was like, this is going to work perfect. Um, and that's why it kind of came together. And that's why I think Valley's like sound is so much developing in different ways. Um, all the new music that's coming out this year is so much different than I think what maybe was and what, oh, yeah. you know, everything before was. So, yeah, I think it's we saw that from day one. It's like everyone has different strengths and, and we all write and we all produce. So it was kind of like we're going to start a super group pretty much like all four of us can bring so much yeah. to the table. It just made sense. Yeah, for sure. That's so neat that everyone's come from like different or like just had like dabble in different genres. So you yeah. guys can have like, you know, perspective from each one. But yeah, it's crucial. Like you, there's so many new songs where that's so uh, like evident. We have a we have a song called uh, Be The One that's coming out this year. And um, it's funny you're wearing an office shirt. We actually referenced the office in the, in the lyrics. Um, are you guys all office fans yeah huge um, okay. oh my god very big office fans so we we wrote this kind of like breakup song that talks about like watching the office alone and like how much you know that reminds you of being with that person so it's this whole kind of play on that um and that song in particular shows a lot of kind of like where influence comes from because it's a very loop based uh like kind of housey clubby drum loop but then it's paired with like really nice acoustic guitars from like our kind of folky influence. And then it has slide guitar from like country. And then it has like modern pop vocal sounds. So it's like we're like you can just hear kind of where we're all coming from there. So and that's kind of across the board with Valley's stuff. Like we're all about putting unconventional things in conventional things. So it just like yeah. cancels each other's out. So, yeah, I think that's crucial. So yeah, for like a clubby song, yeah, we'd put like country slide in it. Like it, it's all that kind of stuff where it makes sense to us. Um, yeah. Want to break those walls. But yeah. Are you guys, that's so cool. Yeah. Are you guys ever afraid of like, I mean, like it's hard because like, you you know, like continue to make more music, but actually, you know, at the same time, stay true to the sound that, you know, like is original to Valley. Mm -hmm. But like, are you guys like ever afraid of like, like oh, I miss the old valley or like you know like, like yeah. straying too far from your roots or do you like put a lot of emphasis on like no we're really gonna like go out and just you know do stuff that we've never done yeah um that's an amazing question I think I mean mentioning Coldplay again like the reason why I stuck with Coldplay is because they've evolved in ways that their fans can like grow with them so we're the same way like we mm. don't want to make maybe again we also don't want to you know make you know it, it's just we're constantly yeah. evolving and what we want to project and what we what we're listening to so i think we accept that like i think sometimes i miss the the kind of youthfulness and being naive at the beginning of valley like when we were literally mm -hmm. just started like our first two years of being a band there wasn't a lot of um it was before social media was as heavy and apparent like we had like a band instagram and a facebook but like even like seven years ago, like, do you guys remember Instagram? It wasn't as crazy as yeah, it is yeah, now. Definitely. You know? It was pretty chill. <laughs> so there wasn't a lot of pressure and we were kind of just like putting our music up on SoundCloud. Like we just kind of made things to make things. Now when there's people watching and there's a little bit more of that kind of like, we can't just like drop this unless it's like feels perfect to us. I think that kind of we suffer with sometimes. Um, there's a bigger audience and, you know, you get worried, but. I think we're pretty, pretty quick to tell ourselves, no, like we just have to do what we are feeling. And, 
you know, if people love it, they love it. If they hate it, that's cool too. We just, you know, we have to do what makes us kind of like happy first. Um, at yeah. the end of the day, we're making music for ourselves and then we're projecting it on other people to, you know, make it theirs. But um, yeah, got to make sure mm. like it's something that we're believing and, you know, we're, we feel like we're growing with. But yeah, I don't think we miss it that much. But like I said, yeah, the youthfulness may be a little bit just like kind of being naive and being young and starting a band. Yeah. But, you know, there's there's perks to both sides now where I feel like we have way more of a better idea of what we are and how to produce our music better. And I think our sounds like like songs are sounding better. Um, and yeah. there's just a lot kind of that goes into that. And that's just growing up and learning. So. Yeah. No, heck yeah. I mean, I think that that's like super important that you keep referencing Coldplay and how they've just continually, you know, like grown with their fan base and stuff. Yeah. Because I think I feel like so often, you know, bands are just like, dang, you know, like whatever is going to get us the next big tour and like, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, people are going to love. But like at the same time, like staying true to like you have know, like to your sound. And so and it's collaboration too. like Coldplay is so good at like, oh. Like this is feeling a little stale now. Let's collaborate with Avicii or let's do this. Like let's 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 bring in new flavors. Let's like get someone to sing on this song. Let's get Rihanna. Let's get Beyonce. Like there's so much of that going on, which is important. I think collaboration is big too. We've started working with yeah. other artists and writing with other people. And that's important too. You gotta like grow your brand and grow your identity with other people and let them in. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes artists are way too closed with collaboration and I think it like makes them kind of make the same songs over and over again um versus yeah. if you bring people in on your process it's like they can introduce you to a whole new style of writing or production or whatever yeah which like will grow your brand and who you are and that's like crucial i think yeah to uh to a long-lasting career yeah for sure um so i wrote this down like super fast while i was like listening to interviews but your first ep was car test is that correct oh my gosh okay. yeah old old EP. so with with writing so that, stale and old. <laughs> so when you when Start that somewhere. ep was like released was it like instant like oh we're getting so many like downloads and listens to this or was it kind of like a gradual like yeah. oh like no nothing's really happening right now um that was like on a local level i think like we we got a lot of traction just like in toronto and stuff so we could like play our first like sold out show and do all this stuff but uh, I'm nothing too like, yeah, we didn't, we were getting literally just local love, which is great at the time. Like at the time getting in your local newspaper or getting, you know, a sold out show at your local venue, like that was enough for us to be like, damn, we got to keep going. So that EP was very much responsible for just getting our, our bearings in place and stuff. Um, it no longer exists on the internet. We took it down. It definitely doesn't sound like Valley or anything we wanted to be doing anymore, but you know, everyone starts somewhere. Like, I love going back and finding really old, you know, Coldplay songs or really old 1975 songs before they were, you know, called that. Like, yeah, like people enjoy that, I think, at the end of the day. And once there's been enough time, like a big enough gap between those worlds, like, it's it's nice to have it up because people can go back and be like, oh, my gosh, that was Valley. They've changed so much. Um, you know, it's so crazy to see them as, like, little babies doing their thing. Like, yeah, little, little band babies, but... No, yeah. So yeah. it's it's important. Like I, you know, you have to, like you said, you have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, everyone comes from something and somewhere, and you know, we've learned to just embrace it. You know, yeah. As much as we're embarrassed by the songs, like they, <laughs> they, they're still songs, and you know, we had to make them. Yeah. We wouldn't be here without them. So. 
Exactly. Yeah. It like shows how far you've come and a hundred percent shows growth yeah. and stuff. But you mentioned uh, collabs and stuff, and mm-hmm. we saw you. You guys recently did a, a collab with the Scott Hellman Band for for Golf on TV, which is oh, yeah. just an absolute oh, pop. But like, I is that something that, that like it's you guys sick. like collabs like that? Do you guys like look into for a while, or do you? Or is it, mm-hmm. Did you get? Can you? Yeah, I mean, like, we went on that song. So we went on tour with Lennon Stella um earlier cool. that year um so that was a crazy tour and we're, we've always been a big fan of of lennon she's amazing and then when we uh when she dropped that song with jp we're like man this would be so sick to do and then scott who's a buddy of ours reached out and was like yo i do this thing called co-tell sessions and i want to do this song and we were like oh my gosh that's perfect because like we love yeah. this new song so let's just do it and we kind of reproduced and recreated our own version and made it very kind of like, uh, I, I guess it was like a super group because it was two bands in one yeah. place. So it was just, we had a lot of drums and percussion and vocals and guitar and yeah. synths. Like we made the song really uh, like kind of more big and, and like grand jaw, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely downloaded it from YouTube and put it on my oh, iTunes sick. so I can listen to it <laughs> Man, illegally. Man, we get so many requests to put it up. Oh yeah, um, I bet. I really should... I mean, that's Scott's decision. I think Scott right. owns that master. So message Scott and be like, yo, put it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll definitely get into that. Sometimes you got to leave stuff up on YouTube. You know, you got to leave some yeah. mystery. You yeah. Can't, you can't put everything on Spotify. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Got to expand that people the would platforms. only see if they dig mm-hmm. deep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you make uh, This Room is White with... After that album, did you start getting more yeah. like traction and kind of build more of an audience? Yeah, that that EP did a lot for us. And again, like that's also those songs are like so old. Right, like, yeah. They're from like some of those songs date back to high school. So like, again, those are songs that like, you know, we still love and we cherish. But like definitely I still figuring out our sound. If you listen to that EP, there's it's a little like all over the place and. I think we were yeah still figuring out what we wanted to do and what we wanted to be, but uh, our song like "Swim" got a lot of traction and that got on like U.S. viral charts on Spotify and it got a million streams very quickly and all this stuff happened. So that EP set kind of the 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 trail blaze and then kind of everything else started happening after. But I think uh, yeah, I'm like super thankful for that EP. I know we all are. Again, we changed so much even from that to maybe and really developed more and more and more. But I think maybe was our first kind of, I mean, it was our debut album. So that was like, that's where I would tell people to start nowadays, mm-hmm. I think. Um, mm. You can always go back and listen to the old stuff for sure. But I think maybe as an album is like where we want people to kind of begin. Because that is the last kind of, you know, snapshot of like time for us. That was really like, okay, we figured out what Valley is. And now all the new stuff with like Nevermind and Hiccup dropping and all the new songs that are coming out this year. Um, mm-hmm. That's a whole other journey now, too. Right. Um, very, I think very different from maybe. And, uh, you know, there's still a lot of classic Valley things in the songs. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be announcing a lot of stuff this coming week. I'm very excited. This is a big week for Valley. Oh, yeah. I'm um, excited. I don't think people know. I don't think I don't think people know what's coming, but there's there's a lot coming this week. And I'm very excited. A lot we've been working on. Awesome. Um, that's super neat that you guys don't like 
you know, like, oh, you know, next month, you this and that. Because I feel like even just like with the, the drop of Nevermind and Hiccup, like, yeah. you know, just it, it both being something that just kind of happens, like, you know. I agree. You know, I don't, we don't like, we've realized the formula for nowadays is like not overhyping stuff. I think sometimes artists and bands, and we've done it too, is like, you kind of announce something and there's like weeks and weeks of time. And like, I feel like, unfortunately, we live in a time where accessibility is so important and like, when you Absolutely. like when people know there's something dropping, they want to have it as soon as possible. Right. They don't want to, you know, people don't want to be waiting for stuff. And like we feel the same way when artists announce something. It's like, okay, can I listen to it now? Like, why are you <laughs> making me wait three weeks? And I know like marketing and stuff goes into play mm -hmm. and like promoting your band and whatever. But yeah, we're trying to kind of keep that in mind now. Like when we're announcing something to make sure it's worthy of like people's time and attention. So but yeah, there's stuff stuff coming this week. Very excited. Yeah. I'm very Dang. excited. <laughs> the uh it's kind of neat. I mean, I talk about maybe and like the how like you guys thought Park Bench was gonna be like the like the go to, like the number one, like yeah. you know, take off of that album and then it ended up being like there's still a light in the house. Do you guys kind of like with every album like oh like this is gonna be the one and like you know like oh yeah it's like surprised to see different ones Yo. like take off and like oh dang like I didn't know that people would latch on to this one or hundred percent. It oh I honestly I the the scary part is is we're always wrong so that just goes to show sometimes <laughs> i think we're a little too zoomed in on our own music because like yeah we light in the house wasn't even a single it was just like a throwaway on the album kind of it was like oh yeah let's just put it on the album and then yeah it ended up i think it's gonna hit like 16 million streams like it ended up taking Jeez. off and we're like what is going on yeah because we thought it was park bench because park bench was this crazy kind of like we we've never done like this like gospel hum drop and then there's all this like rocky guitars and then just so much like that song was like a journey and we're like i think people are going to freak out over this and it's still like one of our most popular songs but yeah it, it goes to show you, you never know that's why with uh, this upcoming project like that's coming out soon we're you know there's a song that we think is going to be the one but it probably like it might not be it might be <laughs> yeah. something completely unexpected um, yeah there's Does like that a song you no, because we love all the songs. That's the thing. Like, yeah. we're, they're all our babies, but like, we have our favorites. Like, there's a song called Homebody that's coming out in the next uh, little bit. And like, we're like, man, Homebody is like the jam. Like, it's such a like feel good, like, kind of yeah. like, like, it almost feels like a COVID anthem, even though we didn't write it during COVID. But like, so we yeah. were like, oh, people might really relate to this. But then there's like a song called Sucks to See You Doing Better, which we're like, are people going to like this? But like, it might be yeah. the biggest song. So it's like, <laughs> You you just never know. Yeah. So we learned to kind of the let house. the people decide, you know, let the people that, you know, stream it, save it, download it, decide. And, you know, we're fine with that. As long as we're putting out all our favorite songs like that, we feel that need to be out there. It really doesn't matter because we like all of them. Right. If one of them takes off. Cool. You know, if we didn't like it, we wouldn't put it out. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. Um, so you've written a lot of songs. Is there a song that like you put so many hours in but doesn't get like the credit that it deserves oh man that's a great question um off maybe i would say ooh, because i know some songs like it doesn't seem like it but yeah. it can take like a long time to produce like the sounds that you make yeah i mean i think the closer of our album sometimes goes unnoticed mm -hmm. and i think that, like we worked so hard on that song to make it kind of this like uh, book and song it's called watery brain and it like references a lot of songs from the album uh, lyrics from the album and sounds and textures so that one i think is like a fan favorite but it obviously like it wouldn't hit 
Spotify charts because it, it's a very much right. like a creative outlet song for us. Yeah. Um, there's a song called Stock SO that I, I still really love. It's kind of a funny poke at like fake relationships and how they're kind of like boxed and for show. Mm -hmm. And the whole concept is like this kind of Ken Barbie doll kind of thing. Like it's just like getting, I don't know, just getting stuck in a box and thinking, you know, relationships have to be one way. Mm -hmm. um, so that song I think is funny. And we went for like a very like 2000s like Aaron Carter mm -hmm. vibe. So. I guess those two, like, I really loved producing those. And sometimes I feel like, yeah. And then a song called Sports Car, I really like. But I think that one is starting to become more more popular as I look at, like, the stats. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you just put the music that you love out there and, like, it, you know, you can't pick and choose which one people relate to the most. Like, that's not our job. Mm -hmm. We relate to all yeah. of them. But if, you know, if the general public or, you know, people who love us, you know, relate to one particular thing more that's great like that's good for us to know but um yeah you got to treat them all the same yeah. because you just yeah you never know <laughs> yeah you mentioned like kind of like mm. you want you like think songs have a certain vibe like from other artists do you think it's like yeah good to like kind of sample or copy kind of sounds or like is it kind of like a double standard where like if someone kind of steals a vibe from your song do you feel like kind of stolen right. from like is it like is it has it um, his pros and cons yeah i think like stealing a vibe or getting inspired is different than like full-on ripping off a thing like what i find we do a lot is yeah we'll like be into a particular artist or a sound and we'll like find the things that we can take from that to like implement it into valley in a new way um so like for instance like claro we love this artist named claro and like she does really nice, like, chorusy, distorted guitars. So, like, when we're producing, sometimes we'll be like, oh, yeah, like, this would, it would be cool to do a Claro vibe. And, like, let's do a kind of a lo-fi shitty guitar. Let's not make it too clean. Like, so, we'll, like, it's things like that. Or, like, oh, the drums on this, uh, you know, on this 1975 song are really cool. Let's not rip it off, but let's, like, like, I love that feeling of, like, you know, house drums. Or I love that, like, big room distorted drum kit. That's, like find our own way to like make that kind of sound because it gives us a cool feeling. And like, I think that's with any like great artist. If you can like um, implement things from songs, but not full on rip off like melodies or parts or whatever, like just take, yeah, like vibes. It's literally like take a feeling that it gives you and try to recreate it in your own way. Um, that's what we do a lot. And like most artists will do that too. And a lot of artists I find go back in time. So like um a lot of what like let's say charlie puth does in his pop music he like is really inspired by like 90s and 80s like r&b and pop music and some jazz like it's what you're pulling from too a lot of people even like the 975 is a great example like i think matt healy is the is like the best vibe creator from the past like i don't know if you listen to a lot of their music you can hear where it all comes from i think some of their yeah. fans don't even realize like uh, love it if we made it is literally a downtown uh, sorry a blue nile song if you look up downtown lights by the blue nile it's like a full-on that's what they ripped off and like not ripped off but like they pull inspiration from like old music and implement it into new territory and like that's what i find is the best um so we try to do that a lot you know yeah definitely especially if we're looking for a unique influence that's fresh in like the modern pop world you got to go back in time so you got to go like listen to run dmc or like whatever like Fleetwood Mac and like pull things Fleetwood. that people wouldn't expect right now um mm. 
So that's, I think, the crucial element, if I could say, yeah, is like if you want to create new, fresh vibes with your music, like go back in time and find, you know, don't pull from modern influence. Um, Coldplay does that, too. You know, like Chris will pull from old stuff that like wasn't even in our generation that like he puts into modern music. And that's like that's the key recipe there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so once you write, maybe was it always planned to have like a side A and a side B or was that kind of like once you made the first side it was like oh we should make another side to this yeah we uh we just ended up writing a lot of songs and we liked all of them so much that we're like okay we can't really drop like a 16 17 song album on people right now because that's just so much so we're <laughs> gonna put it out in sections and then put it together so yeah it kind of was inspired by John Mayer he did this like waves thing where he put out like little he called them waves and I think that was really smart, giving people like one piece at a time and then giving them the full picture, I think made it make sense. And it kind of turned it into like an era, you know, it's like maybe kind of like was stretched like through a whole year. It was a nice kind of like time mm -hmm. in our lives. Um, what what we're doing now, like what we're announcing next week is kind of in similar vein, but not not necessarily like because of COVID. It's tough to predict what touring is going to be like. So um it's we can't really drop an album right now because we can't tour it and like part of the enjoyment of being an artist is dropping an album and touring the yeah. world you know like that's that's oh, yeah. what helps the album come to life so we just can't you know drop an album right now but we are dropping other things so right yeah that's cool well, well, i know well, we had sorry go ahead oh no go ahead i was gonna say we we, we definitely know what you mean because we i mean like we had like tickets to every socal show and oh, you know like yeah. that with lovely the band with like you know santa Ana and you know san diego oh, no. and la and stuff but but like i mean it's definitely interesting to hear you know just like you talk about how like you know releasing an album is like so cruel sort of like you know when you guys can tour and how you can tour like who you can tour with and stuff and so i mean that's super just interesting to to hear that aspect of it but yeah um, do you guys listen do you, do you listen to your own music or do you feel like sometimes like i mean since you hear it so much and you're constantly like in the midst of making it do you ever like yeah. get annoyed or tired of like oh like <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it depends so when we're making it and we have like new demos in our dropbox i listen to them constantly because i'm writing and i'm trying to change things or i'll like you know i'm constantly working on the song once the song's out i really don't listen to it that often i barely listen to it because I don't know. Every artist will tell you once a song comes out, it, it's like, you know, it's not yours anymore. It's theirs. And it's so it's kind of true. Like it does change when other people have it like they kind of just run with it. Mm. So, yeah, when we're making it all the time, once it's out, not really. And then the one time it's enjoyable is when I hear it in the like on the radio, oh, like yeah. I'll get in the car and like never mind. We'll play on the radio. And I'm like in Canada and I'll be like, this is sick. So yeah. that's that's when you turn it up and you're like, yeah, this is really cool. So like it just depends on what situation or when I'm out, like oftentimes I'll be out at a store and I'll hear, you know, I'll be like grocery shopping and I'll hear Valley and I'll be like, what? Um, so that happens a lot. And like yeah. that, that those are the exciting moments, because like if I'm with my friends or my family, it's like, hey, <laughs> this is crazy. Um, but in terms of like listening to it freely, like, no, it's one of those things where like, you know, like some actors don't watch their own movies after they're done filming. It's kind of one of those. Yeah. Things. Um, it can be a little like, oh, it can just feel a little weird. So, but I agree in public, yeah. 
it's amazing. Like just hearing it, it's such a cool thing to say, like, oh my gosh, like we're actually being played in the world. But right. But yeah. Yeah. I, I don't catch myself going on Spotify and like playing our music all the time though. I think that would be yeah. little, like that yeah. would be a little mundane. <laughs> yeah. With like with making videos all the time, like like sometimes I catch myself just like going back down a rabbit hole of like watching like my old videos and stuff like that. Right. And then just like when do you just cringe or are you like this is sick? yeah like, <laughs> like it's kind of both like sometimes i'm like why did i make this video like this is the worst quality ever and then sometimes <laughs> it's like oh wow i'm really proud of this video so of course yeah, it's yeah. just interesting like some people like i know videographers that like oh i never watch a video after i publish it and like how do you like right. i don't know it's it's just interesting how do you grow i agree yeah. you have to be proud of yourself and pat yourself on the back like yeah. once every few months i'll like drive and listen to maybe top to bottom and i'll be like man that was a good time like that that good job mm. well done yeah and you can definitely learn <laughs> good, from good, it. good one and you can like kind of like i always pick out old like mistakes that i've made in previous videos i'm like oh next like i can of like course pick that I'd be like okay when i do that shot again i'll remember to do this yeah yeah um so once you drop maybe and then you start touring, that's with uh, Band Camino, correct? Is that the first people you toured yep. with? Uh, no, Band so we, we toured with Len and oh, Stella right, first. Right. Um, so that was our first like big American tour. Mm -hmm. So it was us and Len and Stella across um, like North, North America, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, right after that, I think we were in San Francisco when we got... Actually, yeah, we were in San Francisco when we got the news. We were playing, uh, I think it's called St. August Hall or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the venue's called. But yeah, we got the news like at Soundcheck that we're touring with Camino. So we took that, and that was amazing. Crazy, crazy tour. Dang. Um, met so many like new people and new faces and like played places we've never thought we'd go to. Like We played a lot of... like We played like Alabama, and we played like... Um, just like places that don't usually go on like tour dates <laughs> right. because of routing. So yeah, it was really special. And we played two nights in at the El Rey in Los Angeles. So it was really cool. But yeah, so that was our second big tour. And then this year, 2021, hopefully if there is a vaccine or if, right. you know, if things get back into shape, um, in America, especially because like right now it's just like the borders closed and there's no sign of coming into yeah. your country um let's hope that uh yeah you guys get it under control and oh we and we come yeah. back and tour leave um, leave it to us we got it <laughs> yeah leave it Save to the, the biggest entertainment capital in the world yeah. Um, but yeah. uh yeah hopefully stuff but, gets back to to business soon um definitely crazy weird times and we're we're still adapting um but all we can oh, control totally. right now is like making our music and making sure that you know we're being good people and you know standing up for the right things yeah. and just yeah basically just kind of waiting it out until we can come back yeah. and tour so yeah 2021 will hopefully be either a headline tour from us or a, a big support tour and then a headline tour right we're trying to figure mm -hmm. out what the move is going to be um, we might just go right to headlining or we might kind of do a, a support thing one more time to see a few more faces and then mm. kind of move into headline world yeah uh, i guess it depends on how the yeah. music does the next few uh, months too right um yeah we have a lot of music coming out and that you know that always changes stuff you know as you put out more music so mm. we'll see so what what have you learned that they like don't tell you about touring like you know you, you're oh, on your first question. tour and like 
like all the little things you're like, wow, like I never even thought about this when you know, oh, yeah. you're thinking Great about question. tour and stuff. Um, okay. One big thing for me is like the power of having your own pillow. I know it sounds so needy, <laughs> but like uh, we stay in a lot of questionable places, especially when we're opening because like we don't have the biggest mm. budget for like nice hotels and we're in a van. So like there's been a few times where we've got to a hotel and we're like or a motel <laughs> on the side of a road and we're like, oh, my gosh, Some like sketch places, it stinks of cigarettes. Like there's like stains on the on the beds. Like we're like, oh, my gosh. So the, the crucial thing for me that actually oh. makes me like sleep and feel OK is like my own pillow and my own sleeping bag. I can just like mm. get into my you know, it smells like me. It smells like my home. Like I can just crawl into yeah. it and just fall asleep. So that keeps me like having my own kind of like little space I can sleep in sometimes when hotels are very sketchy. Um, and then just eating like the toughest thing about touring is like keeping a healthy diet. And like because honestly, mm. at home, it's different. I can like eat differently all day and I can control what I eat. But on tour, like you don't have a lot of options and you you feel it affecting you way more when you're like eating gross food because you're in a van all day and you only have gas stops and truck stops to eat from like you you feel that affect you when you get on stage and after the show like you feel your body like getting so gross so yeah it's like stopping at whole foods and stopping at places where we can get like tr like trader joe's and like just getting some like yes. other options <laughs> there you go <laughs> just like having those options is actually will change your whole day like if i can have like an actual healthy breakfast or like a decent lunch meal my like mentality mm. i just feel better my body feels better i feel like i have more energy i can like be a better performer so that's crucial i would say yeah having your own like pillow sleeping situation for like those times where you, you know it's very scary in a hotel mm -hmm. and then yeah like just keeping good oh, food yeah. habits and also having podcasts i think podcasts get me through touring the most like more than music just mm. hearing people talk and having like just putting headphones in in the van and like listening to people talk to me for two and a half hours is the best thing ever um and it literally feels like i'm in a room having a conversation with somebody that's someone just talking to me and it's that stuff gets me through like everything. Yeah. Do, do you ever, so, I guess like kind of to that point, do you ever feel like alone, even though you're with your bandmates, like, like you've been together oh, the whole sure. time, but like it, it yeah. I bet it feels kind of isolating that like not being in the outside world. Yeah, Dude, so much like, and that's the, that's the sad part about touring is you could be with your best friends that you love to death, but you could still feel so alone because you, you do get used to being around the same people, but like you crave, you know, you crave your family and you crave miss, like hanging out with your, some of your other friends and you, mm -hmm. and you think about, you know, what other people are doing back home or, you know, they're traveling or they're going to like Disney World. They're doing whatever that's like at the time seems more fun. But then they're looking at you being like, you're living your dream. Like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. why would you ever want to be doing what we're doing? We're boring. And I'm like, yeah, but sometimes like, tour does feel like really hard and stressful and like we wrote a lot about that on the new kind of era of music we wrote a lot about just like struggling being on tour and just like being feeling stuck um and i think mm. we've come a long way i think we bottled it in a lot in the first few tours like we were very much struggling with our like mental health and just like not finding ways to like um be open with each other when like we're having a bad day or something 
Um, but now we're like, um, like the whole band's in like therapy and like we have help and like, it, it's really amazing. It's changed the whole dynamic of our band. Um, mm -hmm. If I'm having a bad day on tour, I can literally do like an online therapy conversation with my That's therapist. Great. So like I can just like find a place in the venue, put my headphones in, have an amazing conversation with my therapist, get through whatever I'm going through and then continue the tour. And that's changed a lot because we also, I feel like in the wow. past, the band has become each other's therapists and that's like the most unhealthy situation. Um, you can't be taking other people's, you know, baggage when you have your own yeah. on tour. So having that outside person and people to like, we can call mm -hmm. and be like, hey, you know, Rob's being a huge, you know, dink today and like just not being nice and like just having things to project on other people and to get that help has helped a lot. Mm. Um, so touring is like a whole different game and we're obviously always working on it, but yeah, it's not easy. Um, I think people see it as like, yeah, just like getting in a van and having the time of your life, but there's a lot of logistics. Like you wake up at four in the morning to drive to the venue, you get to the venue, you eat, and then you have to sound check and then the show happens. Like you don't get to see the city. You don't get to do much other than days off. And sometimes your days off are in like Montana where there's literally nothing. So like mm. you feel very isolated. Like we're very lucky if we get a day off in a cool city like San Francisco or, you know, or LA or whatever, but it doesn't always happen that way. And you kind of are stuck in like a motel in the middle of nowhere with one McDonald's with like, <laughs> you know, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> when you start touring and kind of like building a bigger audience, is it kind of surreal when people come up to you after the show and like tell you how much they, how much you mean to them and like how you change their lives? Like that's got to be a pretty crazy feeling for someone saying that to you. Dude, the craziest. Yeah. And it happens again, like you said, way more and more as we tour and like, yeah, we're, we're always, you know, we always go outside and meet fans and people after the show, especially supporting like, I sometimes go to shows where artists don't do that. And I'm like, man, you really should do that. Because like, sure, you might leave the venue an hour later and you might get to the motel a little later and you're going to be tired. But like what like you going out and meeting those people like changed mm -hmm. like like that just like helped them probably more than, you know, and like and it helps us like I want to be able to say thank you to the people that like literally change our lives on the daily like that, like stream us and that share our music like that's crucial. Um, so that's yeah. like a big thing, a tour. And like, it's amazing too, because we have such a like broad, like such a crazy fan base, like all different ages and like different beliefs. And they come from different, you know, types of families and whatever. Like it's, it's all so incredible. And like, that's the one thing that like touring does for me is like, we'll tour all these different places and people like live really different lives. And like, they all come together over like our silly bands. Like it's crazy. Mm. Um, that's the best thing because well, yeah, we'll tour like Alabama and like, you know, people will come to us with their stories of like what it's like living there. And it's, a, you know, it's a very more like, there's a lot of like more conservative people that like have just been through so much stuff. And like, mm. they, they, they our show is like their way of like dealing with it. And like, we'll go to like California where there's a whole more, you know, there's so many different types of people and different cultures mm. and um, it's just incredible. Like that, that, what, that's what blows me away about touring is like, you meet so many different people and they all have one thing in common is that they love your band. Like that is insane. Oh, so yeah, yeah. that's gotta be pretty crazy. Very, very exciting. It's so dope. Yeah. Man. Um, so 
Pickup is your latest uh, song that has been released, uh, and it's yeah. an absolute freaking bop. Um, Thanks, dude. So one thing that I've noticed um, that Charlie Puth said about his song, uh, I think it's called Cheating on You, um, where like the oh, beginning yeah. <laughs> he says like, I've never cheated on anyone or been cheated on, but like I always w- want to write a song about it. Like yeah. do your songs kind of, are they always like based on your life or is it always like on a feeling that you've kind of wanted to have or anything like that. Oh yeah. Both. It's always like, I love that Charlie did that. And I think that was important because like, I'm sure someone could listen to that song and be like, Oh my gosh, like what? Like it's a banger, but like, why did you do that? But I think it's important like to tap into those feelings that sometimes you might not be going through, but you know, other people are. And like, that's the beauty of music. So with Hiccup, yeah, like, I mean, we've all been through, like, pretty crappy breakups, so we we decided to write about it, and, like, it's not that it was happening right at the, like, in right. the moment, but, like, we had so much to reflect on from our past that, like, why not put it in a song? And that was the first time Valley, like, put it in, like, simple words, like, on maybe there was some context to that kind of stuff, but we made it a lot more subconscious and, like, kind of coded. But with Hiccup, it's, like, straight up just a reflection on, like, a breakup. And it's, like, super laid out for people. Mm. Um, so, yeah, all the time. Like, and we all write lyrics together. So, like, sometimes I'll come with, like, a lot of lyrics. And I'll be like, hey, guys, this is what I wrote. Let's, like, finesse it a little bit and make it valley. And sometimes Carol will bring something. Like, we all write and have experience to write about. So that's the beauty of Valley too. Like, Hiccup is, like all of our perspectives on breakup but in one song so that's Mm. that's what's exciting um and sometimes it's not like sometimes a song will be completely coming from my narrative and dialogue and that's cool too um you know i do like sing the words so like i can like you know express myself that way too but i love bringing in the band on stuff like that because it just helps open up the song more Mm -hmm. Uh, especially Mm because kara is like kind of singing background a lot with me so like there's there's so much to dive into Mm -hmm. um which I think we're lucky that way. I think w- the fact that we have the power to do both is really nice. Like I can just bring a song and I can just like sing it and that's done. And then I can also bring an idea and have the band write it with me. And mm. that's amazing too. So yeah, Hiccup came from that mentality. It's like, let's write a perspective on, you know, let's write a perspective on all of us and breakups. So, yeah, I, I, I thought the music video was super interesting. Like, I know uh, you said yeah. like, these are all the kind of things that you do once you like go through a breakup. Um, I thought that was yeah. super cool. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's so crucial to remember. Like people, I, I did it too. Like I changed myself after I broke up with, uh, you know, my first girlfriend. Like, and I think back to any relationship I've been in, like it was like, yeah, you feel like there's something wrong with you, especially if they break up with you sometimes or whatever. It's like, man, yeah, maybe it's me. Like, should I change the way I look? Should I, you know, should I just like change my mm. diet? Cause like, I, like, I want to like eat different things and like that, like, like junk food makes me feel good. Do I get a tattoo because I wasn't cool enough? Do I die? My, like, you know what I mean? It's all those things. Yeah. Do I just like hang out with my friends and like say, screw it. Like, I'm just going to live my life. Like those are all very genuine things that people do. And it's just a part of like insecurity and a part of like growing up and learning that like none of those things actually matter. You could do them, but you realize after that, like, Oh, I didn't really need to do any of these things. It's just like, it wasn't for me and it wasn't meant to be. So yeah, I I love that video and the sentiment of it. I think that was like really uh, just like a funny way of presenting it. And it still felt like Valley and youthful and it felt real, but um yeah yeah um and i know you guys did like a lot of crazy stuff in that video like 
was there any like <laughs> uh times where you were filming and like like something went wrong and you had to like cut or like because uh, like, yeah. i know like shaving your head's like one take or like getting a tattoo like there's no going back that was that. one take was scary so it just happened and i'm lucky that it turned out nice because i was worried about like shaving like my skin off or something this was a sharp right <laughs> but uh it worked out uh kara's was a little tougher because like kara's stick and poke we were filming later in the day not in the morning so like um like kids and families were starting to show up to the skate park and we're like oh no so like this kid (laughs) would just like scooter over to kara and be like what are you doing and we'll be like uh (laughs) don't come in the camera dude like we we can't have you in the shot so there's a lot of that like interruption but she's a trooper honestly kara's like so the toughest out of all of us like she she didn't even flinch an eye to that stick and poke like he just did it and she was like yep and she was like bleeding and stuff she was like yeah no it's fine so shout out to Kara for legit what getting a, a ta- like a tattoo. Um, but yeah, we all kind of like, um, we all kind of had our moments on set. We're like, oh my gosh, are we going to be able to do this in time? But we, it worked out. I think it looked great. Shout out to Oliver and Shady. They're like our creative video team. They're so good and talented and they can make any the simplest of things look beautiful. I find like, well, we could give them like literally a plastic bag and they'll find a way to like make it beautiful on camera. You know what I mean? They're one of wow. those people. So, yeah, I'm very, very fortunate to have those guys. They killed that video. It was so dope. Yeah. And uh, another video that like kind of like brought our attention was uh, Park Bench. And I know that was like yeah. a super fun video Crazy to film. Video. Was it? Was it? Because um, most of it's like one take. Is that was that hard to like kind of? Like yeah, learn that choreography. That took a lot of rehearsals. Oh, yeah. yeah, we did like three days of dance rehearsals, and I still think we could have done it better. But like, I think we we did it pretty well. Yeah. It was a hard dance. Oh, yeah. There's a lot to remember. Oh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a little nerve wracking. Also, we had that video shoot. We invited fans to be in the video, so there's a lot of fans on set, and they were watching mm. me do like the whole dance. So I was like nervous for some reason because like I'm not a dancer. Like I can dance on stage when I have like my, my guitar on me and I can like do things, but like I'm like without a guitar yeah. or something, I feel weird. Anyway, you feel like so, naked almost. <laughs> yeah, I literally feel naked. So it's like damn. But uh, yeah, that was like one two takes pretty much. But I think we nailed it. Uh, that was such a fun video. We always wanted to do like a choreo video, so like a dance thing. So I think we're gonna do yeah. more of that in the future. We actually. Not to give away too much, but we the song that references The Office, we want to like do a kind of office themed video or something would be so That's sick. That's awesome. Um, oh, so we have cool. a bunch of different ideas for that song because, um, yeah, like we uh, actually when we were in L.A., Jan from The Office, who play, I'm Laura, who plays Jan, came to the show. No way. We met, like her That's daughter. So cool. Yeah, we met her daughter, and she's, like, a fan of the band now. And every time we're in L.A., like, uh, Jan, or Melora, so I keep calling her Jan. Melora will, like, <laughs> post about Valley and we're in town. She's such a sweetheart. Um, so, yeah, we have a lot of, like, random little connections to the office. And then, like, Mike and uh, Alex flew to L.A. once to hang out with Green Day because they won this, like, contest. Oh, it was yeah. so crazy. And uh, Jenna oh, Fisher was yeah. there, like, Pam and, like, her kids. So, like... Alex and Just Mike casually. spent the whole day like hanging out with Pam and her kids. <laughs> like, oh, it was nuts. Dude. So we have a lot of like little random. I- I'm being such a name dropper right now, but like we do have the- all these little connections to the office, and it's literally our favorite show ever. Um, oh, dude! So the office. You know, we had to, to reference it in together. the song. You know, we just we couldn't not. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, oh, that's so have awesome. you? Do you listen to OK Go? Do you know that band? 
Yeah, dude, their videos yeah, I was gonna say. are life changing, yeah, man. All their videos are they're like one so take. good with the one stop or one yeah. take kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I kind of Mike like and our band or in the park. Oh bench. yeah, man, so good. Yeah, no, that was a big inspiration. I like Mike or Mickey in our band. He he showed me OK Go videos like years ago and was like, yo, these guys are like onto something. Yeah. And I was like, damn. They're crazy. They this is crazy. Yeah, I've watched like behind the scenes and like they're literally spending like days trying to get these one takes like in zero gravity. Oh, it's incredible. Or, like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. So one yeah. question that we or like two questions we always ask our guests. Oh, yeah. Our housekeeping yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, you want to ask Jeremiah? Of course. Yeah. So. All right, here we go. First one, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, one food as in like one physical thing or like a one dish, like one food, right? Yeah, like like for me, it's orange chicken from Panda Express. Like, there's oh, just dude, like it's so good. The dude, go the one thing I miss <laughs> about being in LA is like our B&B had a panda right next to it, so I would go get oh. it. Um, yeah, no. And yeah, it was a Panda Express and Taco Bell. <laughs> so do you not have not them in California? We don't have Panda Express. No, I think we have Taco oh. Bell. We got sponsored by Taco Bell. Fun no fact. Way. That was funny. <laughs> oh heck yeah! We got like a thousand dollars of gift cards to Taco Bell in our last that tour. That is sick. So that's funny. <laughs> but uh, so there's. I think I could. Dang. I think one thing would be uh, like. Uh, like Greek food. I love Greek food, like chicken souvlaki with like Ooh. tzatziki sauce and rice. It's so boring, but like I'll take that. Or like just a or like burritos. I'm a burrito fiend. Like just any casual. burrito. There you go. Yeah. So that's my answer. Yeah. Let's go with burritos. Burritos are just like low key the best things ever because it's go everything wrong, I plus love. You could just toss it. And you can into put them. anything in. Yeah, exactly. They're so you can change them. It's never old, you know. Dang. What about you guys? So you said orange chicken from Panda. Panda's the go-to. I think um, I think mac and cheese is like my go-to. Like any kind of mac and cheese. You guys are my vibe here. Like I like survive off craft most days. Uh. Oh man. (laughs) Okay, yo, fun fun fact. So we call, um, you guys call, do you say craft dinner? What do you call mac and cheese? Just call it craft. Craft. Okay, so we don't do that. We call it KD. Craft dinner oh, wow. is like, like no if you way. said if you said craft in Canada, they'd be like, "What like are arts you? And crafts. Like, what is what is that?" <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, "What?" Yeah, like we literally, it's called what KD. Craft dinner. That's what you have. You're like I'm having craft dinner. Like you never say oh mac and gosh. cheese. They would be like mac and cheese. What do you mean? Or like craft? Like what is that? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of things that we say differently. But yeah. also Annie's mac and cheese oh to me is a is a winner. Yeah, I honestly like Ooh. Annie's more. Annie's the white shell one. The the white oh one. Oh my gosh! Good. You ever have a Panera? Is like Panera mac and cheese. Oh, so good. Yo, sad thing, Panera just closed down in Canada because of COVID. Like we don't oh, have Panera anymore. I don't. That think. is sad, yeah. dude. My, my local one is hey. boarded up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hey, Chick-fil-A's of... got some dope mac and cheese too now. Oh, so. they do. Yeah. I've, I've, I think I've had that once on tour. We don't have that in Canada either. There's a lot of stuff we don't mm-hmm. have in Canada. You guys have um, like Panda Express. Yeah. You guys have. Yeah. It's all the stuff that I see on tour because I'm just on the yeah. freeway and there's just like signs for all these places. Do but... you just go just to go? You're like, oh, like, what yeah. Like, yeah. There's like so in many and out. Places. Is that like. 
In and out, yeah. Super hyped up. I like In and Out. I'm 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 team In and Out. Here's the thing. Okay, cool. A lot of people give In and Out crap because it's like so plain and boring, but like I like a good In and Out once in a while. And I when I'm on the East Coast, I'll have Shake Shack. I'm just oh like on the There you go. Let me start on Shake Shack. But, uh, Shake Shack is really good. <laughs> I think that Shake is the Shack best is really good. I've ever had in my life. Like that it tops Oh, it's amazing. For sure. The chicken one with pickle and the herb mayo just sends oh sends goodness. me to another Dude, planet, man. Everything like, they have is so good. They have like incredible fries, they have milkshakes. It's like yeah. everything you could ever want. They win. They win. They're so yeah. good. But yeah. So are there are, are there some go-to spots in Toronto that like yes. are only in Canada that Dude, like Dude, yes. We'll have to go when you guys come to Toronto maybe one day when the world changes yeah, and real. COVID isn't a yeah. thing, uh, you one guys day. have to come to Toronto. There's some really good spots. Speaking of mac and cheese, my favorite mac and cheese spot in Toronto is called Bobby Sue's Mac and Cheese. It's a mm. it's a walk-up stand that this like like I think this these people have been running it for years now, but it's just a walk-up stand and they have tons of different mac and cheeses that are like gourmet. So oh. and you get it in the winter, so you just walk up with like a winter jacket and it's like steaming. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. So this one, the one that I get is called I forget what it's called, but it has broccoli chives, uh like chorizo oh sausage. My gosh. It's like the best oh, mac yeah. and cheese ever. Um and then there's sounds like a broccoli cheddar soup. Yeah, Dude, bit, it's yeah. so good. Oh, shout out Panera. I love the broccoli cheddar. It's so good. Ooh. But uh, yeah, so Bobby C's Mac and Cheese is amazing. There's um, there's a place that I go for breakfast a lot called Early Bird, which is really good. There's just a lot. Of, Toronto is like one of the best places for food in the world. Toronto like just takes it. I'm writing all these down. Yeah, I'm going to take <laughs> you guys to Rudy's. Rudy's Burgers is like the best place on the planet. Um yeah, there's so much good food. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like in our city, there's uh, not dang. a lot of like local like places to eat. It's all chains. So right. like, we have to like yeah. go to LA to like have like an original meal where it's like not yeah. like produced. Yeah. So that's kind of a downside. Man. Yeah, there's a place that I've been seeing online that's like all vegan and veggie, but it's like amazing burgers and shakes. I think it's called Monty's. Monty's. I've not heard of it. I don't know. Hmm. LA has so many spots. Like, there's this place called Blue Jam in LA that I go to for breakfast. Oh my god! It was gosh. right by our B and B on Melrose, and it was amazing. There's also a place in LA that we went to a lot. It was a diner called Swingers, and it closed oh, yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. It's such an amazing diner. Um, it's actually where I met like so many random celebrities. Like, at, like because we would like go there late at night after recording. And like one time I walked in there and like Tyler, Tyler, the creator was there just sitting there. I was like, this is nuts. Just this casually. is so, this is so LA. Just like, I'm like here eating my crepes and there's like so many crazy people in front of me. Like, <laughs> but I guess the LA thing is like, if you see someone, you just don't go up to them. It's like, yeah, so it's kind of like the respectable thing to do. Like you rarely, yeah, like, totally. you just kind of like, yeah, I just saw that person, but like, I don't have any proof, but, uh, you take, yeah, exactly. you take people's word kind of in LA. Um, Oh, Last sure, night yeah. I was in like downtown Nashville and they have this restaurant. It's like six stories and each story is a different type of food. Oh, sick. Whoa. Yeah. That's was, like, was, like, Is that on Broadway? Yeah, it was or on is Broadway. That? It was, cool. I was like, it was a very interesting concept. There was like, like the bottom Man. floor was like a diner with like burgers and there's like Mexican food. No way. It was super cool. It's such an interesting concept. You guys got to go to, um, I mean, I always go to a barista parlor for coffee in Nashville, in East Nashville. It's expensive, but it's really good. 
Um, a buddy of mine messaged me yesterday. He was like, oh, I'm in Nashville, and I went to go get coffee, and Valley was playing when I walked in. Oh, no way. Um, oh, that's dude. Sick. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many, but, uh, there's so there's much another... like, music going on, like, on Broadway. Like, and it was jam-packed yesterday. It was pouring rain, and, like, it was, the sidewalks wow. were crowded. Like, I think all the colleges are You guys weekend. should go to, um, you guys should go to Tower Market in Delhi. Tower, Tower Market. Market. Um, it's in Tower East Nashville. Market. Go get the breakfast burrito, the chicken egg breakfast burrito. It'll change your life. Okay. It's the best thing ever. But yeah, Nashville has great food. East Nashville, like, that, like great coffee, great burritos, great everything. Yeah. Um, it's been super cool here. Like, my family lives here, but I'm here for, like, work. Uh, I'm filming for a YouTuber. And just kind of filming his trip. So sick. Yeah. And last night we, uh, like his friend goes to school here and we, we like wore like these scary masks and broke into his dorm and, nice. and like, and started like, beating him up. And like, and he was like oh live streaming on Twitch and it was like so funny. His whole audience was like, that's amazing. Out. But yeah, it's been super cool here. That's we're so trying cool. to like kind of find spots and today I think we're just kind of going to explore, but it's been super nice here. Amazing. Yeah, no, Nashville is such a different pace than like LA. I mean, Nashville is one of the big writing cities too. Yeah. Like we went to LA and wrote a lot of songs in November. We were there for like a month, but then we went to like Nashville for almost a month and wrote songs too. Yeah. Mm. There's um, a lot of artists. We, we like writing in Nashville. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of artists move from LA to Nashville a lot and like back and forth. Like yeah. there's a lot of great pop music and like so much cool stuff coming in Nashville. Like it's not country at yeah, all. Yeah, there's not. Like in terms of like, it's everything. Yeah. You know, some of my favorite bands are from Nashville that are like, you know, it's such a, I, that's what I love about LA and Nashville is just like musically, like everything comes from there. Like, yeah. Um, so it's cool. Plus that's what's neat about Nashville is they have so many, like just like open mic and, you know, Nuts. like random, yeah. you know, karaoke bars and stuff that like, you know, people just show up at. And it's yeah. like, you never know who's going to show up like too. It's just like so many talented people. So. Yeah. Where are, right. where are you right now, Jeremiah? Are you in? I'm I'm at, I'm at home in in Rancho Cucamonga, which is like it's like uh, forty minutes east of LA. Gotcha. So it's like okay. you got like LA, cool. Pasadena, and then gotcha. like a little bit further is like oh, Rancho. Jealous, so we man. like we'll, we'll the things cruise I would LA do to be time. in California right now. I mean, other than like everything that's been going on, like there's like the fires and everything. It's oh, definitely yeah. scary, but yeah. like California is one of my favorite places in the world, and I hope. Uh, I hope people learn to take care of it and we cherish it because like California honestly is my favorite state. I think there's just so much yeah. um, to do there and it's just so beautiful. I like I want to uh, live there one day and like I at least want to have a house there one day. So hopefully we'll see yeah. you in L.A. We're going to we're going to move there. I think if all things go well, hopefully in the summer. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. I'm try to move there for six months. One thing that like all people like that yeah. are not from California, they like always want to like go to Hollywood and like kind of see that. But like, like us oh. from California, no, you gotta, like we, yeah. we like, oh, like I would never go to Hollywood. It's so like dirty. And, oh like, yeah, you gotta like, put respect on California's name. Like it's not just yeah. I find a lot of people are like, why are you going to California? Like. It's so like tabby and like and like it's just influencer culture. It's like no, like it's yeah. all on like who you hang out with and how what you do there. Sure. You know, like that you could say oh, that yeah. about any place. Like Toronto can be like the worst city in the world, but could be the best city in the world. It's it's like how you perceive it and what yeah. you do. You know, uh, California is so big, and that's what we were saying at the beginning. Like, there's so many people and there's so much to do. Like, oh yeah, you uh, it's all like what you make of it, and like 
yeah. you can make so much of it because a it's always warm you have so many places you could drive out to that are beautiful you have amazing scenery mm. you also have an amazing city amazing food oh. and culture amazing music like it's just how, what you make of it and sure like there's sh- bad traffic and there's bad things that like any other place has and like yeah I think, yeah, it's just like, it's what you complain about. It's what you choose to complain yeah. about, you know, about a place. Oh, but, yeah. In California, they always say, like, you can go to the mountains, the beach, the lake, the desert, and, like, downtown yeah. in one day. Like the- Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, we got to take care of that. Like, that's the only, one of the only places in the world that could do that. So, like, we got to, you know, we got to make sure it doesn't sink and it doesn't burn. Yeah, like, we're we gotta trying. Be yeah. <laughs> we're holding yeah, it down. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But, um. All right, our our last little housekeeping question here. Yeah. We ask all of our guests, if you are stranded on a desert island and you can only have three things, Whoa. which three things would you take? Okay, let's do this. Your answer um, really matters. Desert island, desert, <laughs> desert island. No pressure. This is like like full on castaway, right? Like nothing. Oh yeah, this okay. is like the office. What would you do? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Okay, uh, number one, I think just a guitar, an acoustic guitar. I know it's kind of boring, oh, but yeah. like having an acoustic guitar would be would be very nice. Um, can I bring people? No. <laughs> I mean, maybe you can bring a person. person. Okay, so okay, a guitar um, for sure. Uh, I would bring a photo album of all my friends and my family mm. and just all my memories. Um, if this is the island that I'm going to go on, then might as well have, you know, pictures and memories to look on. Reminisce. So I'll bring like a really nice photo album of like my life till then and just kind of like have that as like a thing to look at and reflect on. And then I think I'm trying not to be too techie because I feel like people go techie and like, that's stupid. Like if you're going to end up dying on this island, just bring stuff that makes you happy. (laughs) But I think, uh, yeah. A kiss guitar, a photo album, and then, you know what? I take that back. I would bring a, a, my laptop that I can record with because I would maybe like make my last album ever on this oh, island and then leave it leave it in the sand for someone to find it one day. I think that would be really cool Dang, and mysterious, that would you know? Be super dope. So yeah, let's do like, that. It's like that. a movie plot you're coming up with. <laughs> yeah, acoustic guitar so I can write the songs and I can also record with it, dual purpose. Mm. A photo album of all my friends and memories so I can be inspired right. to write my last album. And then a laptop wow. to record the album and then leave it in the oh. sand for explorers or settlers to find it one oh, day. Man. Done. Wow. wow. That's a beautiful answer. <laughs> All right. And then Perfectly if I could worded. sneak a fourth oh, thing yeah. in like my pants or in my pocket, I would bring some Trader Joe's cookies. And that's it. Oh, Come on. Those are pretty fire, dude. <laughs> Got to sneak those in somewhere, you yeah. know? Oh, my gosh. My girlfriend and I literally, we go on road trips sometimes with some friends. And she's like, okay, next time we have to get this thing from Trader Joe's. I'm like, what? What even? And like she grabs one of these and oh, it literally man. lasted us the whole trip. And it was just oh, the best. So like, good. So. Yeah, it's so good there. Or I'd bring, I would bring you guys, and we just host this podcast for the rest Dude, of the time. Boom! Very sick. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, this this <laughs> podcast is kind of like made like at the beginning of quarantine. Like we were kind of just like we we can't see anyone right now, and, and like this kind of podcast was yeah. a way to like kind of yeah. connect with friends and hear their stories because we you know we're, we're totally. friends with people, but we don't really know their stories. So it's just interesting to hear 
backgrounds of people yeah. and like learn things that i would have never thought of so dude it's the best way yeah. that's why i love podcasts like it just it's like it is a one side like i find when i'm listening to podcasts like i can't talk to the person that's talking to me but like yeah. it's the most beautiful one-sided conversation because you just get to listen to somebody and like really hear them out and actually i just yeah. thought of a sick podcast concept this would be like a total like someone giving up their life but like imagine if like we somehow got someone on an island and like they're we get them like on the island at like 10 or 11 years old and their whole life is just podcasting on this island like we get oh, them like one sig- yeah we get them one signal connection that they have with the world and oh. they just podcast them growing up on this island for like their whole lives Dang. i think that would be crazy but also kind of cool like i would listen to that like like yeah. some guy that's just like learning to survive and he podcasts once a week about it and he's like uh-huh. podcasting like how he's getting food and all this stuff that would be insane. it'd be a crazy Dang. sacrifice but like i feel like that would go viral. it's like a truman show yeah that's thing, what i was thinking you know? Dude, it's like the truman show yeah oh my gosh the truman i show. just watched that movie for the first time Take it is a great no way movie. incredible oh my gosh yeah. So that's good. so cool and they really they really get you at the beginning you're like i don't know what oh, this know. is gonna be <laughs> have you seen the movie uh boyhood yes oh my yeah, gosh when he like grows yeah. up yeah have you seen man. that jeremiah that's no, so I good seen boyhood. i love concepts yeah, like that the movie starts when he's like a little kid and like it ends when he's like an adult and it's the same actor and they like actually filmed his whole life incredible it's like oh, a dang super mickey mickey and our band has this movie concept we should probably trademark it or copyright it because i think it's a good idea but mickey says you sh- there should be a movie made where it's like literally the whole like current time of a movie so you know when you watch a movie like someone goes to bed and then they wake up and that's like a 30 like, second right. thing but this is literally like if someone goes to bed you're you're also like you're watching them sleep for eight right. hours and then they wake up like, yeah. so the whole movie experience is like a week long because it's actually as long as the movie would happen. So like an argument Dang. is as long as the argument is the sleeping is eight hours. So you go to the movies and you literally like watch yeah. and sleep there. Like it'd be insane. Wow. Yeah. It'd be some like crazy social, like kind of experiment to like see how long people can last of like a full on. Yeah. Have you heard of the yeah. show uh, 24? No. Okay, so it's it's twenty four episodes, and each episode oh, is that an hour. Exist already? It's like the whole season oh. is one day, and each uh, oh, episode is an hour. And it's like the whole day. Genius. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting concept. Damn, kind of... I love. Dude, stuff Rob, like you that. can still just become a writer. <laughs> I would love <laughs> to. Honestly, I want to get into writing and more. I love like writing video treatments and stuff is really fun. I want to get more into that. I think eventually. I want to like direct or help produce like our videos more. I mean, we already do. Like I, I do play a lot in like producing and so does the rest of the band. But yeah, one day it would be cool to like fully direct and write and script everything. It'd be cool. Yeah. Um, last question we got for you. What are, you, what are some of yeah. your goals for this year or like the next five years? I know that's a big gap, but let's just say the next year. Oh, man. What are your goals? Yeah. I mean, big picture, I want to be able to tour and write some of the best music we've ever written and just, yeah, mm-hmm. have it reach as many people as possible. Um, I think that's really important to us. And just, yeah, we want to tour the world and like really see everybody and meet everybody. Um, that's kind of like more of a selfish goal. But like, you know, we want to, you know, be the biggest band we can be. And, and that's important to us. But 
on like a smaller level, I think it's just like, yeah, working on ourselves, working on our band dynamic, making sure we're being the best people we can be, standing up for the right things yeah. and just like being as progressive as possible, especially going into 2021. Uh, 2020 has just been literally and somewhat like an emotional disaster for everybody. Like it's just mm. so much adapt, like adapting and learning. And I think we're coming out better into the new year in terms of like, we've had so mm. much time to work on ourselves, which is amazing. But yeah, I think it's just, yeah, really focusing on being the best people can be, writing the best songs, just like continuously getting better. I think that the moment we feel like we've stopped growing is is dangerous. We need to consistently be evolving this band and us as people. So I think that, and I also, yeah, just want to, yeah, make sure we're, we're building our identity the right way and just making sure, yeah, people have those things that they can latch onto with Valley and we're, you know, we're different than everybody else in, in that way. And um, yeah, I think that's more. And then on top of that, yeah, just, I want to like read more. I want to like spend more time with my friends and family and just kind of like mm. look for inspiration in different places more. I think sometimes we get stuck in like these like routines, but yeah, I just want to like consume as much as I can and learn as much as I can. And um, yeah, just grow. Just growth is so crucial. Uh, I never want to yeah. feel like I'm doing the same thing. Um, I want to yeah, constantly definitely. be evolving. It's like part of what makes me excited. I, I'm really like against like routines. I don't like routines um, other than right. like morning routines and like those things. But creative, creative routines are, are messy. I want to always be on my feet, on my toes. Mm, definitely. So, yeah, yeah, I guess that's like that's it. What about you guys? Let's end with you guys. I feel like we gotta end. Oh boy, with your right, you go first, <laughs> Me first. Um, wow. Well, uh, so I have like the coolest job on the planet. I work for a minor league baseball team for the Dodgers during the Whoa. summer. Um, that is the so coolest thing ever. Like, it's so fun. I, I'm like the on-field host, so I get to like run around the field with a microphone and you know like like play games with kids on the field and stuff like that. And um, I do that and I work in kids ministry. And so I think goals Amazing. for next year would probably just be to like, I don't know, get back into that. I think, I mean, right. I, that's just like this year, the, the whole season kind of got like tossed, but I, I don't think I'll be doing that like forever. And so maybe, you know, maybe like another year or two, I'll probably, you know, be doing that before I like jump into my career. And so, um, but yeah, just like to, wow. to, to get back into that and to enjoy it while I can, just cause it's like, you know, the, the most fun I've ever had and like the you know, people always say do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life and that's yeah. like that's been like my favorite job ever so that's just, amazing uh, yeah, yeah that kind of stuff really inspires me like it makes me realize like what we're doing and like it sometimes makes it feel like we're doing like nothing like when I when I hear like people are like literally like working with kids and just like really implementing and like society mm. more is like amazing like it's it's really incredible so that's awesome dude good for you yeah killing it yeah thanks what I'm about stoked, you Nick? So. um <laughs> my goals have kind of changed like a lot because of like covid and stuff like what i of like course, before yeah. coronavirus like i was like kind of doing classes to become a teacher and that kind of like all cool. went to crap like with everything so kind right. of goals that i've been working on i'm trying to be i'm trying to like kind of get like work for specific people like i want to be a videographer for like a skydiving company and kind of like whoa and i've been working on like negotiating like okay i'll make videos for you if i can skydive for free and work on getting my license yeah so that's kind of like what i'm doing um man you guys are so cool <laughs> no um i also want to um find a band and like video them for a tour 
because my friend did it and oh um, sick like nice. he his band was like oh yeah we don't have any room on the bus and he said uh like if i can find a way to get to each show on my own can i video for you guys and so he just like drove to each show and like found places wow. to stay and like see that's the kind of stuff that inspires me so much like that kind of commitment from somebody you know like man you are willing to do anything to like do your passion and like it's gonna pay off because yeah. i guarantee after him doing that they were like man this guy like really cares and like that's so important that's so yeah cool, and he man. hadn't you should really pursue i know that. i definitely want to do that and he had like an art show and the yeah. band like opened for his art show which is like super dope there you so, go and oh. i just kind of want to yeah, meet man. new people and like just video their lives and see the world through their eyes that's kind of like why dude, i do videos sure. just like when, when, when we're in la dude i mean we always have people messaging us like when we're in la writing in november um this guy named jake just kind of messaged us on instagram was like hey could i come shoot in the studio and we were like we were like oh man like we don't really have a budget for that kind of stuff but like if you want to come do it just to do it to learn like of course like our door is open so he came and he ended up whipping together the sickest video that we ended up posting on instagram of us writing and producing with our friend andy in la and like it was in the studio in burbank and like just so cool so like you never know like hit us up anytime like if we're in la or you want to come like film a show i'm sure we can put you on you know a pass and like for yeah. sure come on down and, like, that'd be awesome i've been trying yeah, to do more we're like always stuff. for that yeah that'd be super yeah, man, sick for sure yeah so those are kind of i love i love helping people out with that kind of stuff especially when you know like yeah. they're passionate about it and you know and they're talented like um you know sometimes like we'll have people message us that are just starting out and like of course like if we can help them out and and if their work is sick like of course if we like agree like align creatively it's so easy you know uh, it's harder when yeah like sometimes you don't align creatively and you're like oh this might not work for what right. we want to do but like but we'll yeah. always recommend them to other people that you know, were like oh this might work really well for yeah, this definitely so yeah it's all about that but that's amazing yeah yeah you guys are killing it already i can tell so oh, man, we're trying man um, keep doing your thing oh, all right well rob blasco thank you for being on the podcast dude an honor nick dude. and jeremiah you guys are legends yeah absolute legends we really appreciate thank you, you guys, so much uh, you being on the podcast you're man. so awesome yeah let's stay in touch um we'll do this again sometime and yeah whenever we're in la or in california we'll uh i'll try to hit you guys up and Get you guys on guest list and get you guys into the show. Oh my gosh, It'd be really awesome. fun. That'd be the dream. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna happen. But, it's not a dream. It's gonna happen. Just hit me up. All right, we'll have to. We'll, have, we'll hang okay, out. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> all right, awesome. We'll hit up all those spots in yeah, Toronto. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Let me know. Let me know when the border yeah. opens. Well, you guys are welcome here. Oh. We'll go out and get <laughs> some food. Heck, yeah. Get some yummy food. Sweet. Awesome, yeah. dudes. Thanks for. Coming yeah. and kicking it with us, bro. Dude, much love. Awesome. You guys are so dope. Um, I love this conversation. It was amazing. <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't too mundane no, or anything. It like... was the best, dude. <laughs> I'm used to like way more mundane questions. So this is like the yeah, best. Yeah, we listened to like the every best. interview yeah. and we like wrote down the questions that have been asked. So we didn't yeah. make sure we didn't yeah. ask those. No, man. I love focusing on like more than just music. I don't like talking about ourselves all the time. It's nice to like hear about you guys yeah. and just talk about like Again, random stuff. It's so oh, important. The office. Yeah. The Universal office, baby. Conversation yeah. topic. Yes. <laughs> and apples, guys. Dude, apples. Shout out so to apples. Eat your apples. <laughs> there you go. The yeah. And Trader Joe's. Shout out Trader Joe's. Please send Valley uh, and take, what's the podcast called again? Take a bite? Let's grab a bite. Or, uh, let's grab a bite. Yeah. Trader Joe's, if you're listening, 
Send us gift yeah, cards, please. I'm going to message Trader <laughs> yes. Joe's to get, get us gift cards. We're going to get the CEO on the podcast. <laughs> get sponsored. Uh, oh, yeah. yes, uh, all right, guys. Best. Much love. Right. Take it easy. Thank we'll talk you so soon. much, Rob. Thanks, Rob. You're awesome. Uh, See ya. You guys are awesome. Peace out, Bye.